Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I am one of your hosts, Josh McElane, aka Three-Eyed Sloth, and with me, as always, is... Oh my gosh, I'm always here, and I am DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac. See, I like how I use my real name and then my alter ego, or my forum name is my alter ego, but you're the opposite. You live as Joke Maniac, and then... Neil yep. is just your alter ego. It is. It is the thing that I need to use so that I will actually get paid at work. <laughs> I tried, and payroll will not give money to Joke Maniac. That's uh, some kind of discrimination law, I'm sure, but we'll save that for another time. Yes. <laughs> so what are we what are we tying back into today? Today we are going to tie back to episode number one twenty four, world building the underworld, and that featured Aaron Evans, and that was a fantastic episode and a lot of great discussion on the forums about it. But what I decided to do is take it and make gymnastics number one hundred five, gods among us five, where we looked back at one of my favorite gymnastics number twenty three, pantheon builder. And essentially started building deities based on alignments. Right, so what is a lawful good deity? Like the embodiment of that or true neutral chaotic evil. So on and so forth. And essentially put up the alignment chart and let people create deities from it. Yeah, it's a it's a cool idea in it for your home game. And in this case, I know you did it for, for your guys' world. But it's a, it's great to have those deities kind of in your back pocket to be able to flesh out your world and and have an idea of i don't know just who governs the the laws and and everything of you know this world that you're playing in it's always smart to have that yes and it's always helpful too for either clerics or paladins you know i mean looking at who the character is and then looking back afterwards at what their deity is kind of thing agreed so did you have a pick from the forums? I did. So there were a lot of forum responses to this one. And there was one in particular that I really liked. There was a lot, actually, that were great. I should point out lots of goodies. Uh, my favorite, though, was from Silver Dragon Patreon member. Uh, finally found a hobby, <laughs> which oh, is a great name. Still um, And so I'll go over the prompt. So you gave a list of five prompts for people to use whenever they were building their, their underworld deity. They needed to pick a name, alignment, power level, which is you know basically where they fall into in the hierarchy of gods, uh, their domains, and then the details about that god. So for what finally found a hobby did was he proposed Yit, who is a lawful neutral, intermediate level god of death and unfinished business. Right off the bat, unfinished business is really catchy, and I was drawn to that. So when I started reading more deeper into the details that she provided, I was really pleasantly surprised. So Yit, according to Finally Found a Hobby, is a shepherd of ghosts, basically those who die in a manner that leaves their soul without rest, and therefore unable, unable to be collected by the gods of death, find themselves in Yit's care, though they are unaware of him. So Yit basically helps ghosts uh, in their interactions on the material plane. So like ghosts, you know, drawing from like popular culture, ghosts have unfinished business and they're here for a reason, and then Yit kind of nudges them in the right direction uh in order to help them resolve those lingering things that are keeping them here so that way their souls can finally be put to rest i thought that was a very very cool idea that i've never really seen brought up before that there's like a god in control of that so the idea of like for example 
getting uh, a guardian for a child. Basically having a ghost like nudge towards the child so that the ghost of its mother might find peace. You know, something that the ghost might not realize is happening. But yet, you know, this this deity is kind of manipulating things in order to put those pieces together for that to happen. So, yeah, that's that's my pick. I, I think it's a pretty cool, unique idea for unfinished business. Yes. And that is definitely the best part is the unfinished business because it gets to be anything. Right. Anything at all. Good, bad, indifferent. I just got stuff that I need to do. <laughs> I got stuff to take care of, okay? Yeah. Listen. Listen here. So my pick from the forum is actually from the user Grimhelm. And I don't know why I was so drawn to such a standard name, but like that's really somehow that of all things was what drew me into their post first. For the lawful evil goddess known as the mistress of coin, the locks of love, the thieves unfaithful, and the dark temptation is named none other than Alyssa. (laughs) So good. That's it. There you go. Just a a name that you could find out in our world all over the place. So I don't, it it just, it sucked me in. And I think that's the point. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. So they are lawful evil where you know, their domains are luck, misdirection, thievery, locks, trade, wealth, and order. And so they have a set of rules that they follow, but they are willing to do whatever falls under those rules. No, no, unfortunately, for those that get in her way, no matter what those mean. <laughs> I have to say, I'm not uh, super huge on the depiction because it's a very creepy depiction it's actually very good but it's it is unsettling for some reason when i read that i'm like ooh, that's slightly creepy i'm a little unnerved by that and that's what we'll leave you with so she is often depicted as a slender woman wearing a thick traveling cloak with a hood pulled up a belt covered in pouches and packs an alluring figure and glittering stones for eyes Although most places of more simple means depict a hooded and cloaked figure with the outline of a jaw from under the hood. Ooh, that's so good. So yes, be wary of your coin purse, for Alyssa is going to take it. It's still so good. (laughs) Sounds like such a good, like, name of a, some kind of TV series, like Alyssa, Mistress of Coin, Alyssa, the Locks of Love. Alyssa explains it all. <laughs> that one's for you, 90s kids. There that one's go. for you. You're done. You did it. But w- Shut it down. But with that out of the way, we are going to start lifting the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Given the number of posts, it looks a lot like we wouldn't have anything. Yeah, so what I've got... So what I was thinking... For because I, yeah, you're exactly right. I was going through and I was like, well, all the good ideas are gone. Like, what else could I possibly come up with? So, here's here's what I will do it for, for my own mental gymnastics. I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of a post that somebody else, so I'm gonna kind of highlight another forum post, but and I'm gonna take that kind of piggyback and launch off of that. So, DM Caleb came up with an idea for picks the chaotic good, uh, lesser deity of bad ideas, mischief, pranks, and embarrassing deaths. So I really like that. There's actually, it's a kind of a obscure 
obscure is the right word, but kind of not a very well-known deity in like the Galarian slash Pathfinder lore. There is a god of accidental deaths, um, whose name I'm totally blanking on at the moment, but there are some printed adventures that involve that, like worshippers of that god, and they are some of the funniest and most amazing things ever. So I really like the idea of a god that is all about um, embarrassing deaths, but I'm actually, I, I'm going to take that a little bit further and go with uh, God of accidental deaths um, and specifically accidental deaths in ways that like this God, and we'll, we'll say Jovi. That's, that's the name I came up with right off the top of my head. <laughs> I like it. Jovi. Uh, definitely not uh, good. We'll say definitely chaotic evil deity because they, they want these people to die. And the reason why they want these people to die is because like they want to deny the souls these souls for like their higher brethren essentially like their other underworld deities that have more prominence you know that are actually reaping and and harvesting souls you know that are people that are dying normally for normal reasons uh so he does you know uh Jovi kind of does whatever he can to cause these mischievous strange deaths that are really unexplainable and hard for people to you know whatever figure out and and by doing so he's able to kind of rob his uh bigger brothers and sisters i guess you could say of their souls and being able to have the the pleasure of harvesting them themselves so i'm gonna go with that because i i kind of like that idea a whole lot so i also really like that because then you can totally see them i mean you would definitely want uh, okay my own ideas with it i don't know what you want but this is what i'm thinking okay is having Pix and Jovi be siblings and have it, having that rivalry kind of go back and forth and you know, maybe other connections inside the Pantheon. Also, the deity you were looking for is Xiphus. Xiphus, thank you. That's no correct. Problem. So yeah, just the idea of a good mental image that I, I really like is say someone is carrying a heavy, a heavy crate and they slip and they fall and they're crushed under the, the weight of this box or thing that they're carrying and they die. And it was totally an accident, you know, like it seemed like, yeah, whatever. But, you know, Jovi really kind of maybe just slightly, you know, happened to force this person to lose their footing in a way that they, you know, they still killed themselves, you know, in an accident. And then their worshippers, you know, his worshippers find out about it. The people that know about Jovi and are kind of followers of of him take those those accidental deaths and and use those and take those and and, and worship those you know and, and get really excited about that i i don't know i could see some interesting scenarios for players where there's like some silly fun moments where like crazy almost looney tunes-esque things are happening you know like where yes. they're being threatened with just uh, things falling on them or whatever, nearly killing them, and just like a cult of people, just like desperately hoping that one of these times, like they're actually going to get smushed and die. So yeah, that's my pick, or that's my uh, mental weights that I've lifted today. I like it. So apparently, our new thing is just to mess with this pantheon that we're now creating of <laughs> deities based on alignment. Because my idea is going to be using a chaotic neutral deity named Vernstar. Okay. Who is simply the god of second chances. 
Ooh, okay. So you know, and you, you, know, you definitely hear those stories in the real world where you know people have near death experiences. Mm-hmm. Vernstar is why they don't have full death experiences, <laughs> and completely neutral about it. But it is just the most random set of occurrences that would have seemed to, you know, with any logical mind, have killed should have killed this person, but instead they're still around. And it is Vernstar who is the one that essentially has that happen. Vernstar seems like the exact like rival for Jovi. Like they mm-hmm. seem like they would just be totally bitter rivals because Jovi would hate the fact that Vernstar uh, was able to spare somebody from some horrible death. You know, potentially an accidental death. And yeah, that that's cool. Then, yeah, so this is a random thing that made me think of it. So I watched Supergirl on Mm -hmm. the CW, and there was recently an episode where essentially everyone that's been saved by her essentially forms a cult to her, and they, like, pray to her. So I could see something very similar to that happening with Vernstar. You know, essentially the people who follow Vernstar trust in that deity to protect them from harm no matter what's happening. And so essentially, like, they're willing to go do dumb things because they know that Vernstar will protect them. And now I just envision, like, whoever is at the head of this, like a really high-powered paladin or cleric of Vernstar, is constantly being harassed by Jovi and getting out of it every time. (laughs) That's pretty good. What if Vernstar is, like, actually very vain about all this and, like, wants people to know that Vernstar was the one. Well, Vern, hey, Vernstar was the reason why you're still alive today, and don't you forget that. Not, oh. not in like in a malicious way, but just, you know, very proud of his work. So I want to say that the holy symbol for Vernstar is an upside-down star, hmm. giving it so that you can give emphasis on the V, and then any time <laughs> oh. that you are saved by Vernstar, that appears somewhere on your body. Yeah, you're like branded, not in a, not in a painful way, but you've got like yep. a mark that shows that Vernstar saved you Perfect. and gave you a second chance, and that's how and that's why people become such ardent followers or maybe you know know of Vernstar and worship Vernstar because the fact that like you know he's not afraid to let people know that they're like hey yeah that was me I saved your life I brought you back don't you forget it that's amazing I love Vernstar now I love him so much. <laughs> That's very good. So, at the risk of hurting ourselves with the mental weights, the difficulty when dealing with alignments, in my opinion, is and forever will be dealing with true neutral. Yeah. So, in an attempt to at least try and feebly work through that, what do we think would make for a decent, true neutral deity of the underworld oh that's so hard one i hate alignment so i mean you're asking yes. the wrong person right off the bat well but, <laughs> dude i'm just telling you right now alignment's the worst i hate it's, it it's the worst it's the worst i'm i'm gonna make a lot of people very upset i'm sure by saying that but oh no in our alignment episode we were kind of anti nine box system ah, yeah it is what it is but so a true neutral deity of the underworld i mean it's got to be someone that has 
zero, like zero cares or zero intent for the ultimate fate of like a person's soul once they once they pass. I mean, they can't have any, you know, bias or anything, you know, whether they're if there's some kind of judgment, you know, in in the afterlife, if like their soul passes from to one plane or another based on judgment, like they they can't have any sort of favor because then that kind of puts them out of a neutral alignment. So it almost, it almost would just be almost like uh, maybe a judge. Oh, no, I'm, that would be more lawful though. Um, mm-hmm. So if you, if you will, I, I like your idea and I think we can go off of it. So my, my thought would be to have them have the honorific. I don't know what their actual name would be, but essentially the soul sorter. Okay. Like the sorting hat for souls. Yeah, and so it would be no different than you dump a pile of coins into a coin sorter, uh-huh. and the only thing it cares about is, is it a quarter? It goes here. Is it a dime? It goes here. And so like that is their specific role in the underworld, is to just say, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Can it be a sorting skull that uh, they put on... Little little glowing soul comes by, and they put the sorting skull on top, and then the sorting skull says, "You're going to Gryffindor or whatever the plane of, you know, good is." <laughs> yes, but if we're gonna do a Harry Potter reference, we're gonna make it creepier. If they're all souls, and uh-huh. I mean, oftentimes it's gonna look like ghosts rather than being a hat that would put on someone's head. What if it actually just like floated into where the head was? There you go, and then like open the mouth and be like, "I'm going here." Oh, that's gross, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We are talking about the underworld after all, so I think that is more than okay. And I also like, I also like that we made an entire deity that is now just a floating skull. <laughs> That just sorts people into where they need to go. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a good name. It's got to be just something simple. How about, I don't know. Do you have a good one? I like So I found a lot of like three letter ones. Now I'm starting to go completely off the rails here because I stumbled upon a fantasy gang name generator while I was trying to find a undead name generator. And now I'm really like the Diamond Hog Clan. That's my new jam. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> or the Crystal Honey Badger Posse is also very, very good. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't come up with a good name for, for this thing. Nope, I found it. Okay. It's going to be Nud. N-U-D-D. <laughs> That's so Nud. good. All right. Done. I'm sold. And I also want to make them greater or superior when it comes to power. Yeah, no, it kind of has to be like they're the they have the power to sort souls like where they need to go. Like that's yeah, like no one can argue what they decide. Right. Yeah, they have to like whatever their decision is like, that's it. (laughs) Now all I can think in my head is my name is Nud. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I Uh, love it. Well, now that we've done that to you and to ourselves. I say we definitely did it to ourselves. Yeah, that's our fault. If you want to tell us about your true neutral deity and how they interact with your world and how their name is also Nud, then you can always <laughs> send us an email at dmnastics at gmail.com 
or you can head over to Twitter and follow us at DMnastics, where you can catch all of our daily DMnastics, and you can find both our Twitter handles there. Also, you can head over to BlockPartyPodcastNetwork.com for everything else on our network. But before we go, we're going to head over and do our post-workout cool-down and stretch with the light bulb. Light bulb. So for this light bulb, I want to highlight something that I've been a big fan of for a while. Collaborative storytelling games are a genre of RPG that have become really popular over the last several years. And there's been a number of them that are really fun to use in uh, for one shots. Typically, a lot of people do them at conventions or, you know, just to do like a pickup game. But they're really cool. There's a lot of really cool ones that are really great for capturing a like a new kingdom or a village or a group of people in like a place in time. And what I am proposing is using something like that to create your world or set your foundations for your longer term D&D or whatever campaign. Uh, Here's an example. There's a game called A Quiet Year. Uh, It is a role-playing game where uh, up to four people basically sketch out a map together. Uh, It's a collaborative like map-making game. And you're telling a story of like a settlement over the span of a year. So you go through all the seasons, all four seasons, and there's events that you're that come up through card draws and stuff. And you're eventually drawing on this map together. And then at the end of the year, like some kind of cataclysm or some kind of thing happens, and it's nebulous and it's meant to be like, hey, everyone dies, but you know, it was a really cool like look at this year, you know, that we made together. You could then take that and use that as a foundation for your campaign. Like, what if you pick that up and say, 500 years later, uh, you know, the ruins of this civilization or or setting that you guys created in this one shot, um, you're now adventurers and you're starting a whole long-term storyline where you're exploring and you've already got established bad guys or locations and things that you can draw on together and your players kind of know you know, some of the stuff and they feel maybe more invested in, in the lore and, and some of the background. So that's that's my light bulb that I want to share is using existing games out there to actually kind of help supplement your current game. Kind of not be exclusive to one. You can bring in these other systems, just like a one time thing or whatever to really flesh out your worlds together as a group. Definitely. And you know, this is similar a little bit to the light bulb that we had about using video games to do something similar. But I think this is also, this one tailors itself more towards your people that are at, have been at your table for a long time and using a more board game style game to be able to do that. And another great one that I would suggest is checking out Questlandia and also checking out the podcast design doc where the makers, Hannah Schaefer and Evan Rowland, actually are going through the step-by-step process of building the sequel to Questlandia. Um, So it gives you a really good insight into both game design as well as Questlandia itself and their approach to it and how you could use it at your table. Agreed. I'll throw out a quick couple recommendations for people that for, if they were interested in checking them out, check out microscope. If you're interested in building like a a long-term, like, you know, thousands of years you know worth of history for like a civilization um something like kingdom for a small group of people over like a smaller period of time uh you could even do something like 
the fall of magic, which kind of follows a kingdom and a group of people going on an adventure that then could set up a future game. So those are a couple ideas I want to throw out that people might want to check out for their own world building that they can do together with their players. Awesome. So with that, let's turn out the lights and head out of the gym. I want to implore listeners to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as other conversations that are being had. And to do that, you can head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics. So your players don't ask, do you even lift? Can I trust you or add your own cardio? Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. What are you doing? Horizontal running.